Hello friends, thank you for joining me this week. I'm so excited because this week I am interviewing my friend, organizer Jesse. She is a professional organizer who thinks differently about stuff and space. But it's more than just stuff and, and hoarding and minimalizing, you know, all those, those key terms that we've heard through the past years. She, her whole goal is to keep things simple to save time, to save money in our life, and to clear the stress. Clutter is stressful, my friends. So she really, truly thinks differently. During our conversation, you'll, you'll, you'll find out very quickly, she kind of clicked on a light bulb for me. She just mentioned something about a room in a house and how it's used, and I thought, wow, I've never thought differently about that space. That's so interesting. It's like she's empowered me. I mean, really, she's motivated me to go, I don't know, clean out a closet tonight. <laughs> so I hope this episode helps you think differently. I hope it truly challenges, challenges your habits, challenges your mindset, so that you feel efficient, but fully empowered. Empowered with not only your stuff, but even your technology files and your documents. Enjoy this episode. And you know, you might want to subscribe to this channel because I think I'll probably be interviewing organizer Jesse more in the future. So if you have any certain topics you want to learn about, let us know. Enjoy. I love where this professional organizer career is going in the world. I love that it is something. And I love that like right here in Dubuque, Iowa, we have somebody local who is truly diving into this organizer world. So, so just talk to me a little bit about, you know, kind of like your biography, you know, what's your history, what got you into this world and, and where are you taking it from here? Sure. I'm going to relate that to the organizing background that I'm so passionate about. So my dad uh, is a home builder and you learn very early on all of the stages of planning and performing in construction and the organization that goes with it. So not only the communication that is had with other people, but what your job site looks like. And that is huge. My dad, his philosophy was if you walk onto a bleep website, your attitude is going to be bleep. So that makes sense. Your surroundings 100% can uh, motivate your, your feelings and your emotions. So that's just how I was raised. And I find a lot of comfort in having my space um, clutter-free, organized, easy to access, and knowing that somebody could step in and pick right up. And that also derives from my career, my work ethic. I always thought I was a more valuable employee if I told everybody what I was doing, how I was doing it, where things were. Because if I got hit by a bus tomorrow, I put a lot of effort into this. I, I'm not secretive. I just wanted to be out there. So that's kind of the background of my organizing and 20 years of um, corporate world, accounts payable, bookkeeping, paperwork just really continued to help me see that organization of important documents and, and possessions is really, it's a good thing for everyone. 
You know, I love what you said too, that when, when you were an employee working with a, a team of people, you felt it important to, to share with them, you know, not, not to hide things, not to try to only, uh, pad your back pocket, but mm-hmm. to truly make the whole team better in the end. Mm-hmm. That's not exactly a, um, common philosophy, if we could call it that, but, but what benefits are there? You know, so, so here you are, you're out of corporate world now, now you have your, your own business and it's all about organizing and sharing with people where stuff is. So talk to me here about the, the benefits or um, lack of headaches (laughs) that it creates when you are intentional about your stuff and your space. Okay. Benefits. Number one, it's a time saver. Yeah, I agree. That's number two. It's a money saver. Mm. Love it. Yeah. Other than that, I don't. I don't need to go on to anymore because those are the two things that are most important to us as individuals. We spend our time to make money. How we spend our money and our time is just an evolving circle. Okay, but then why aren't people more organized? I mean, these are two very extreme important things in our life. Why are people not more organized? Why are, why are, why do I hoard things? Why do I have a messy desk? Why do I have a messy closet, a messy drawer? It's all about our DNA. I swear it's generational. It's what we're exposed to. It's what our comfort level is. Um, I have uh, an acquaintance who's married to a hoarder and my family members are not that way. We're very tidy and particular and we know what we have and where it is. That was just her upbringing. It was a hoarding case scenario and you don't know what you don't know. So I feel for us and even you and I meeting just recently and talking, we have a very similar mindset. It's amazing how I can listen to your podcast and I understand what you're saying, but there are some people they just they don't get it. And that's my duty. My purpose in life is to share how amazing organization is and how it just is a positive thing. And when I say thing, I'm talking about things. Stop. That doesn't make me. Right. I mean, I'm sitting in a chair. I could hoard this. You know, it could be really wore out, but it's just a chair. I'll replace it someday when it's wore out. And so. I get a little sidetracked there. <laughs> I, lo- I love, I love though that you said it. it it's it's learned. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's a habit. It's something you learned when you were really young, whether you realized it or not. Which means we can unlearn our habits and relearn really good habits. But sometimes we do need somebody to show us because naturally it's just not there in our mindset. Yes, yes, Uh-oh. and it's kind of tough. Um, In all of the jobs that I've had and the five houses that we've built together, my dad and I, I crave feedback. And I don't know why I just don't get a lot of it. Is that something I put out in the in the in the environment in the world there? It's like I'm good, I know everything. And it's like, no, that's how I enhance day to day is I want feedback. You know, go ahead, tell me. I don't take anything personally. Because I'm only doing and practicing what I know. Yeah. And I want people to realize that um, I'm very strong when it comes to organizing. I know the value for everyone. 
And sometimes it can be threatening. It can be like a lot of information for people to take. But that's why it's I developed my concept as life organization because it's a lifetime of possessions and documents creating that legacy. When I hear the word legacy, I always think of somebody who's already passed away and what they left behind. Mm. To me, a legacy is an ongoing daily effort. It is the reputation that we build for ourselves. So when I tell people I'm a life organizer to focus on our possessions, our documents, and our legacy, right now I am creating my legacy, sharing what I'm passionate about. And I feel like there's a lot of people who just have not found that purpose in their lives. They're going through the motions uh, because they haven't learned or just even been influenced by people who practice these things. I love how you also you also wrote down the idea of being a household trainer. Mm-hmm. And, and so, so yeah, I'm a leadership trainer, right? I've, I've worked in corporate America as a trainer. So I totally connect with the trainer, but now you're, you're taking it into the home, the household trainer. So, so give us a little behind the scenes type of experience here. What, what do you see most of within your household training world? Getting people to open up to trying new things. Um, we live in a overpopulated spec house world community. Dubuque, Iowa, three bedroom, two bathroom, walkout ranch, two car garage. That's average. That's what you see builders put up. Unfortunately, that just does not work for every family. And you have to look at how our culture and our times have changed. We have less kids, more stuff bigger houses, less communication, less interaction, um, less appreciation. So it's like, okay, how did all of these things factor in and get us to where we are today? We are so consumed with um, what the outside influence is. We've lost touch with what it is to be us, to be uh, fulfilled individually and to keep ties with our families. So when you walk into somebody's home, what I've experienced is people who are just trying to do what they're told. Um, Just because there's a space next to the kitchen with a chandelier, that does not mean you have to put a dining room table in there. If you want to have that as a work zone or a TV space or a play area, there's nobody telling you that you can't do that. And that is usually the first thing that I go in and I start space planning and reimagining what I see they own and what I see they have to work with within their houses. It's like, hey, do you ever use that kitchen table? No, let's get rid of it. Let's move it. Let's put it someplace else. What do you mean? It's a dining room. But I want you to function really efficient in your home. And I want you to use all of your space. So when we talk about bigger houses and having these rooms that are furnished just to sit there and look nice, and then all of the costs associated with that down the road, it blows me away. We are totally living without our means, outside of our means, and we're just creating our own hell in a sense. I've got this huge house that I've got to maintain and this and this and this, and it's like it's holding you back from living your life. So what do you really need? What are our needs and what are our wants? So this, yeah, 
very long answer for you, Kathy, but I'm, I like to dive in. I want people to tell me what their life is like and what their, their daily routine is. And then it's like, you know what? I can see what you're telling me and I can see what you have going on. Isn't the most effective route for you. Um, and we just, it's very individualized. We go from there. I love this because I, I am a very organized type of brain and yeah, you're right. My mom, my grandma, they taught me well, and I, st- my, I still do what they taught me, but you just challenged me. I have a dining room, a dining room table. It's me and my husband. We're empty nesters. We use it about once a month when the kids come home, <laughs> but that's our dining room. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. I never thought of using that room for something different. I mean, it's the dining room, but we, we need to be challenged. And sometimes somebody else has to look at things and challenge us with it. What's the hardest thing, the people that you've worked with, what's the hardest thing for them to let go of? Everything. It's Just very stuff. interesting. Just stuff. It's stuff. Um, I've worked with older generation um, quite a bit. And I understand what they're telling me because I didn't grow up in their generation. I did not personally live it. So I can only go off of what you're telling me and what I've heard in the history books. Um, There's a lot of what ifs and somebody's going to want this someday and maybe I'll use it. And it's almost as if people are afraid to let go and move forward because that's what we do every day. And I'm at peace with that. It's, it's very simple for me to rid clothes or just tangible items that I don't use anymore because that phase of my life has passed. That doesn't mean that I don't have those memories, but I also look forward more than I do look back. And uh, I think sometimes the, the biggest challenge is just getting people to understand that you're in a new chapter of life and that's okay. And just because you don't have these casserole dishes or, you know, the coffee pot for a a party of 20, that doesn't change who you are. And it doesn't take away from any of your experiences or memories. That is the hardest thing to get through. And I can't force anybody. Um, It's just the time and effort and an acceptance that people need to uh, come to on their own time. Do you think it has to do with uh, the mindset like scarcity versus abundance? Mm -hmm. That they don't want to get rid of it because what if we need it again someday and I don't want to have to repurchase it? Absolutely. But then if you take it one step farther, it's like, what's the value of this? How much can you repurchase it for? And be realistic. What are you going to use this for? You have to look at what our bodies are capable of because over time, we just can't do the things we used to do or do we want to. Um, Stuff equals work. That's how I look at it. Wow. It's either the stuff you use to perform work or the stuff that we have that we have to work to maintain. And the less I have, the more time, the more freedom, the more clarity in my brain. Um, I love it. And I wish people could just get over um, whatever is holding them back. It could be financial. It could be financial when I say that. Well, I paid money for this. I'm not just going to give it away or let it go or sell it at a discount. You know what? If anybody's struggling with that concept, I want you to think about that meal that you just went out to dinner and maybe spent 50 or or $100. You ate and you left. 
you're not going to get anything out of that meal. It owes you nothing. So if you start looking at items and possessions that way, your whole mindset will change for the better. (laughs) Wow. I think about also how much it costs you to store things. Mm -hmm. I had a friend one time we were talking about this and she said, oh yeah, I have a storage unit. Costs me 50 bucks a month. And Mm -hmm. I visit it maybe once every other month to grab something. And I mean, stuff costs money to store. So Well, and that's just the the beginning. Are you paying for an insurance policy to cover that as well? You know, so everything just, there's a circular motion for everything. And I think a lot of people just stop at point A. Um, The why, how, who, that was my last month's article. Why? Everybody has a why. And then we jump to the how. How do we do something and who is going to help us? So even looking at that concept and, okay, so why do I have this? How am I going to use it? Or who is it that I'm going to rely on to help me use it? Because now I don't know how to, or I can't, or, uh, you know, so you just look at possessions. My dad was a contractor. He's retired. He has been working for five plus years to downsize and he is almost pretty much gotten rid of everything. His truck is full, the tools that he needs on a regular basis. Other than that, if he doesn't have the stuff, he can't perform the work, which is the whole point. He retired. He doesn't want to do that anymore. So we have to look at how we tailor our lives, where we're going, how we see it. And the stuff really plays a huge part of that. I know for me, you know, when you do certain jobs, you have to have the right tools, right? You you have to have have the right equipment. But for me, I I retired from my 20 year direct selling business. I was pampered chef consultant. So I had every kitchen tool in the catalog because I got it free. And yeah, you need to try it so that you can talk about it. Last fall, it was the most freeing thing for me to go through my kitchen and get rid of things that first of all, I don't bake cakes. I don't even like cakes. Why do I have five cake pans of all different sorts? It felt so amazing to get rid of it. My husband thinks I need to purge some more. But, you know, phase one is done. We'll do phase two this next fall, I guess. But it is such a such a freeing feeling to get rid of the the extra. Um, mm-hmm. You know, what, what's some of the the um, the the <laughs> what's some of the dirt that you've got that you've experienced with with different people that, you know, the 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 hardest thing or the easiest thing, or, you know, what are some of those stories that you've really had some fun with as you're helping people truly think differently about their stuff and their space? Oh my gosh. My favorite story is stories actually. And this is multiple people is when, when you're working with somebody and it's, what's this, what's that, what's that? Wait, this is their house. This is their house. These are your things. And um, if you don't know what it is, I'm going to tell you, we're just going to get rid of it because you learn the hard way. We had a little thing. I didn't know what it was. And uh, we were passing it back and forth. And it was a mace. It was mace, pepper spray. So it looked like maybe like a a mouse or I don't even know what we were thinking this was. This is one of my very first jobs as I started. And that pepper spray went off in the kitchen and oh my God, 
Never again. I'm not pushing buttons. I'm not messing with little things and I don't know what they are. Wow. That was interesting. Um, yeah. What did that cost you all? (laughs) Uh, the session ended, um, we had to have, luckily there was some construction going on in the area. We had some fans brought in, you know, the homeowner had to leave the house for the afternoon. I mean, it was, it was a horrible thing. It was, it's funny when you look back at it, but I felt terrible because I was the one that actually finally figured out how to maneuver this little deal. So that's probably one of my favorite funny stories. Um, other dirt really is just people who are unaware of what they have. And that's tough. It really is. And when you're finding, kind of like you said, in one of your other podcasts, you come across some money or, you know, especially people with mail and bills, you've got unopened items and you've got checks in there that have passed the, the cash in date. And it's like, look at your disorganization is literally costing you money. Um, some of the dirt, it's really hard because a lot of couples do find a lot of strain in their relationship because they're at odds with, um, with what they feel is of importance and not. That's, that's really hard to come in and to observe because when you walk into somebody's house, boom, there's a life story. They just, they tell you everything. It's, there's a lot of counseling involved. There's so much support, um, emotionally, physically. I, I, every day I, I experience something new and I can't tell you what this job is, what my duties are, because when I started, my focus was, oh, I'm going to organize kitchen cabinets and pantries. And now I'm on to this phase of the educational factor and the document side, papers, files, man, that's really, really starting consuming a lot of my attention. Because when you think about stuff, that's what it is. That's easy. I've heard a lot of kids come in and say, you know, just do whatever they want now because when they're gone, it's all going in the dumpster. Mm-hmm. And that's tough. It's very tough to hear, but that's out of my control. But when you get to papers, pretty much it either has um, purpose or not. There's a lot of junk mail that people haven't been through, but there's also a lot of really important documents that are identification of identity and ownership. And that's where I started to really dig deep. And it's like, okay, now this is something that every single person alive can relate to. And at some point, we're all going to need to be taken care of, or we're going to be taking care of someone. And if that's not laid out, there's a lot of stuff that we're missing. Take, for example, tax time. People who are disorganized and that mail comes in and they bring all their taxes in and they, oh, guess what? Hey, I know I dropped my taxes off. I think you might have already completed them, but I came across some documents here that you're going to need. Let's do it right the first time so we don't have to redo it. (laughs) Yeah, my my grandmother, I when I was, uh, I don't know, 21 years old, she passed and she is one of those that is constantly in my head. She used to have one of those old fashioned label makers where you would click, click, click and push <laughs> and it would, you know, imprinted those really fun when you, when you finished your little phrase, it was all curled because mm-hmm. of the tape that it was, but everything was labeled. Everything was labeled. She would type up recipe cards for me on her typewriter. She was so organized. And sure enough, when she passed, 
she had one drawer in her desk with a folder right up front. This is what you need. And sure enough, we opened it. We had everything that we needed. Everything from these are insurance policies. Here's my will. Here's the arrangements I've already paid for. I mean, it was golden. Now, I wasn't involved as much as obviously my dad was, but I just remember my end of it going, wow, this is not something I want to deal with right now. And she made it so easy because she was organized. Mm-hmm. And, and and that when we were talking a few weeks ago, when we when we met up, that's what I was most intrigued with. What do you what do you call it? Your death file? The dead book. The dead book. Yes. <laughs> okay. So I have encouraged my children to have a binder and, and we call it their portfolio. <laughs> it's a little nicer sounding. <laughs> the dead book though sure gets attention. It does. So, so yeah, talk to us here. What what is what is the dead book? Okay. Like what your grandma had put together. The dead book should just be a representation of your life. And we have to make it easy, not only for ourselves, but for others. Because the older we get, the more forgetful we are. And yes, that happens at 40. Um, but it's like, what do I have? What accounts? Uh, prime example would be passwords. Do you think I can remember all those? Heck no. Um, online presence, what accounts, what sites have I been into? Where is my credit card stored? Have my addresses been updated? Should I delete profiles of things that I'm not using? These are all things that somebody's going to need some assistance with someday. And if you're not there or capable of telling them, you're leaving a lot of money on the table legitimately. So that, your grandma, she's my influence. I've learned all of these respects from people. Um, and I just want to incorporate it and help others realize this. You know, I'm not a full-time employee. I'm not going to come in and you know, I'm not on the payroll for a long period of time unless you want me and we start doing maintenance visits. But have me come in. Let's do a walkthrough. Even if you just are looking for a consulting session where I can come in and walk through your house and just give you ideas and you have that aha moment, like, wow, I never thought of that. And you can do this with yourself or, you know, if you're unable to do so or don't have a desire or time, that's one nice thing about organizers. Our capacity is either coaching or hands-on. That's beautiful. I think about my kids, my two of my kids are in apartments and, you know, they get some important stuff in the mail, like they're, you know, my daughter's school loans <laughs> or, you know, just but there's so many times they both call me and they're like, what should I do with this? Mm-hmm. And I say three hole punch it and put it in your portfolio because yeah. that's where important papers go. I can't imagine what people do if they don't have a place for the important stuff. Mm-hmm. They're not keeping it or it's it's just haphazard and it it can really get you in trouble if you don't, if you're not intentional, right? Well, yeah, there are rules for a reason and tax returns. I was talking to a friend and her and her husband own a couple of businesses and I found some tax papers and I said, well, where's the rest of the stuff? Where's, where's your previous years? Well, we don't have any of that. What do you mean? You're supposed to keep that for seven years. Our accountant has everything. And I'm like going, hmm, I, you do what you got to do, but I'm going to tell you, I, I don't agree with that. And I feel like there should be a safety net in place here. And I think it just came down to there was no designated place to put it. So it just got lost or tossed. <laughs> right. So what are your favorite organizational tools? You know, binders, baskets, what, 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 what are your things? It's a spiral notebook, basically, with multiple pockets. 
Oh, sure. Right offhand, I use that for taxes. So this folder, I can label and I can categorize the documents. So it's uh, I've got my bank information. I've got my income information. I've got my materials information. Everything is sorted. So when it's time, actually, I'm always excited to get my taxes done because it's like, look, I got everything. It's handed in and go. Um, so yeah, I'm very simple. I feel like most people have the tools and accessories that they need to implement organization because it really is simple. We're just creating a filing system. And if you're using drawers or shelving, just making sure that the items are contained. And that comes in so handy when you've moved as many times as I have. Wow. When you're in a drawer and you've got a hundred small items, it's a whole lot easier to just pick out five little baskets and put them in my moving box versus pen, pen, tape, you know, just junk drawer, for example. Mm -hmm. Um, I love wheels. Anything on wheels is phenomenal. Like what would you put on wheels for organizing? Rolling uh, shelving units. Um, just a platform to set something that's heavy and awkward to move. Um, boy, I have rolling carts that I will load up and, and move things with. Um, I actually, I kind of feel like Mary Poppins when I go organizing projects because I have my little two-wheeler collapsible cart and I always have a tote bag with me. So I have this huge water jug. I've got a little snack with me. I've got labels and tools. And so I always have something with me. And I always, I just feel, yeah, Mary Poppins where I'm rolling in with my cart and I got my supplies and I'm here to do my thing. And then when I leave today, you're visually going to see progress. So uh, I love that. I love, I love that you said also it's simple. You don't have to go shopping and spend a lot of money to get your organizational tools. Yeah. You have stuff around the house. Just use it efficiently, right? Yep. I love Even boxes. I mean, I don't know. It's, in some respects, I love to be really high end. I love all the pretty stuff, but I'm really more of a practical person. So I'm going to definitely introduce that to my clients, or I'm going to say, you know what, if you want to get the $30 bin and eight of them because they're just cool looking. That's okay. But I also want to just talk about the functionality of it because it's shaped weird or these round turntables. To me, that just doesn't maximize the space. I mean, I, I do like people who do pantries and they've got turntables everywhere, but I just look at all those empty pockets of room. <laughs> right. It matters. It all adds up. And then we also have to take into consideration bulk shopping. If you have these really pretty bins and they're only going to hold four or five bags of chips, but you're out getting the 25 pack, what do you do with the overflow? People are challenged with their storage to begin with. Why are we creating the obstacle of having things in multiple places now? So I'm always looking two or three steps ahead. I want to know what your spending habits are. I want to know what you, as far as how much bulk you're buying um, and then what your storage availability is and how we can even create more storage and categorizing one way um, or breaking up categories because it's like, okay, all your plates go together, all your dishes go or glasses go together. But when you have more than what your space allows, now it's time to start 
okay, these are your holiday ones. These are your summer picnic ones. These are your daily use ones. And these are wore out. Let's get them out. So definitely jumping into um, just every which way that something can go. Something that I found in, in, in my era of life being an empty nester, now we have three bedrooms that used to be occupied by children. We have three closets and we have more space than we've ever had and we use it all, but I can't tell you if we're using it efficiently. <laughs> and I can't tell you if I have duplicates in one area and another area because I just don't have to compile it together. Yeah. I don't have to be super organized, but yet am I wasting time and money because I'm buying it elsewhere because I didn't know I had it hidden away, right? Mm -hmm. That's that's the story I hear a lot is people can't find what they have, so they're rebuying it. That's tough because you got to look at your time and energy and just out in the world looking for stuff. You're wasting time online shopping and you could be just doing life activities instead. So true. So true. <laughs> I love it. Well, I know that you, I know you write for the Her Magazine here in the Dubuque area. How else can people stay connected with you to keep learning from you or even contact you for your help? Well, um, my website is organizerjesse.com. Facebook is Organizer Jesse, um, Organizer Jesse at gmail.com. My business name, you can Google me, Organizer Jesse. Um, how I came up with that business name, again, was just being simple. Uh, I could have come up with like a business name and then I'm Jesse Bushman, but it's really hard to remember both. So I thought, you know what? I'm just my, I am my business. It's me. So. Mm -hmm. Barry from the the chamber, he he coined that name for me years and years ago, and it just stuck. And it's like I love that. I'm going with it. I love and, it too. It's easy to remember. It's simple. There it is. It, when I meet new people, my name's on my shirt, so they remember. <laughs> I know. I love that you wear it all the time. There's no no doubt who I'm who I see. <laughs> well, you know, I can um, promote companies and businesses like Nike or Reebok or Skechers, but you know, they're great. You can see I wear their stuff. I have to promote myself and make people aware that I'm here to help you. And that's what I want to do. Like I thrive whenever I get a job and I can go and make your day easier or better. That's the feeling I'm looking for. That's really what fuels me. Um, I'm going to be helping with a relocation in the middle of this month and just spoke with my client and it's so much when you think about it. One day they're closing on a, on two houses, they're loading a, a vehicle, they're moving an hour away, they want to get stuff unloaded and and rest a little bit. So I'll be there the second day and it's like, wow. And I said, here's here's what we can do, here's what experience I bring and she's like, "Oh, okay, so you've done this before." It's like, "Yeah, I've moved five times um when I moved out to go to college and that was the first realization where I am a minimalist because we went down the afternoon, unloaded the furniture, brought the boxes in, had dinner, went to sleep. I woke up, my dad had left already to go out of town to work. And I was there alone, unpacked, pictures were hung, four hours, I moved in. That's how people should be living. You look at these houses and you've got boxes that have been sitting for years in a basement. And it's like, why do you have it? Let's just go ahead and block out some time and get through it and move on. I like you can't it. take it with you. 
So true. And maybe I need to discard it well before I discard off this earth. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is we are collecting from conception. Mm. We're not even born yet. And people are buying us things. And that continues through the entire cycle of life. It's up to us as individuals to factor things out and to let go. Because if you hold on to it, you end up at this point where you're 50, 70, 80 years old, and you're so overwhelmed because you have a lifetime of collection to go through. And this is what it causes tension and issues with family members and whatever we can do to avoid that. Purging can actually be fun. It can actually be enjoyable and it has so much relief. And I know for me, sometimes when, when someone in my life has passed, I hang on to things and I feel guilty if I ever want to get rid of it. That alone is a huge process to get through, right? And to not not feel guilty, but don't be married to stuff. Oh, what a blessing when you can let it go. Let it go. I love yeah. it. And to anybody listening, I totally agree that everybody's background of their thought process on organizing, it's perfectly okay. What I'm doing is sharing my insight and whether or not it works for everybody, that's perfectly fine. But also just even having conversations and getting the wheels turning like, oh, I never really thought of it this way. If I can help somebody reach a perspective where they're comfortable in their choices versus what they think other people they should should be doing, that's huge right there. The guilt, you know, just because somebody gave it to you doesn't mean that you have to keep it. Once it's yours, the power is yours. Very true. Very true. So much power in this whole concept of, of purging, of organizing. Uh, you know, I love what you said in the beginning, first of all, life organization, but I love how you have it in three categories, your possessions, the documents, and your legacy. When you put it that way, it makes it so easy. Now it's just my mindset and I have to let go and yeah. think differently. So is there anything else that you that you want people to to know or think differently about when it comes to their stuff and their, and okay. their the biggest thing when you are evaluating is to think of logic and emotions. Oof. Those are the two categories. That really can sum up the stuff that you're struggling with. The downsizing and let go process should be a matter of seconds. Logic, emotion. Is this something I use? Does this make life easier? Or is this something I have because it's a remembrance of somebody or I don't want to forget? Or, okay, so once you decide, you really will see how much stuff is linked to logic. That factors out so much of the emotion. Now, I'm not saying you can't have your emotions, but there are better ways to document those or keep those memorabilia. You hear a lot of people who take photos of their items. Um, use them. If you're going to have something, use it. If you want to have memorabilia, display it. And if you don't have those spaces to do so, well, let's make some modifications so we can. It's very simple. Shelving, like I said, I was talking about rolling shelves earlier. Um, 
there's just a lot of ways to implement. So we are utilizing and appreciating what we have. And size matters, space matters. Don't put too much stuff in your space. Stuff in space, stay, space and stuff. Don't sp- stuff your space with too much stuff. <laughs> it's a joke, but it's, it, it really is. I love so them. We could talk for, for days because I, I love this. I know, but I'm feeling, I'm feeling energized. I'm feeling motivated. So like tonight I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to sort and organize and purge something. Where do you recommend I start? Where, where, what should I go to tonight now that I'm feeling a little energy here? Okay. Well, if you feel that your common spaces are up to par, move on to just identify one of your storage closets. Just pick one. And if you want to say, I'm going to work on the category of clothing because I have clothes in two different areas. If something that helps you, um, if you have multiple sizes in your collection, instead of saying I have winter and summer storage, why don't you break it out by size? So you have winter and summer storage of the size six and winter, summer storage of the size eight or whatever, because you don't really enter. I don't know. How do you say that? Changing that drastic in sizes within a couple month period. you know, maybe that makes sense for you. But then too, once you start sorting it, that's going to help you with that downsizing. Like, oh, what do I have this for? That's Be good. realistic. That's good. I just looked at an outfit today and I'm like, wow, I don't I don't think that really fits me well anymore. Why do I still have it? And then I walked out of my closet and yeah. <laughs> didn't think again it's, about it until now. A lot of people just really hit that struggle when there's a choice to be made. And choices are something we do all day, every day, every second of every day. And it can lead to exhaustion. So when you get home, it's like, I don't want to have to think. I don't even want to do anything. I'm so exhausted. So I mean, then you think about that. And it's like, okay, let's reevaluate all those choices that you made today. And what is what are the circumstances that you're having to make this many choices? You know, is it the people you're surrounding yourself with? Is it the the job that you're in? It's life. We can make changes. And whatever is going on currently, that doesn't mean that that has to continue. Whatever it is that people do, simplicity is the final goal and happiness. I so agree. Make things simple. Find out where your struggles are and find a better solution, a better way. It doesn't have to continue the way you've always done it. So, yeah. Um, And cheerlead the things that work for you. Because people do have things that are just awesome. And it's like, okay, how do we get everything to be this way for you? Let's get rid of the challenges. That feels so empowering. That feels so exciting. <laughs> Hopefully we're energizing everybody who listens that we're energized to, to purge and clean things out and give you a call for more ideas, right? Yeah. It's fun. It's, it's our life. Everything yeah. that we have should bring us joy. And I know that that's the, the common the comment that people make, but it's true. I'll I hundred percent back it up. It's true. And we go through stages. Like it brings me joy today, but in two years, I, I'm over that now. I it's okay to it's okay to tell myself it's okay to let it go. Yeah. It brought me joy for that time. And now let's move on to something different. It's yeah. It's we don't need to be hoarders. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. Well, this is so much fun. I love talking to you and I love just picking your brain and 
hearing those very creative, unique ideas that we don't always go to normally. So yeah. thank you. you're welcome. I appreciate your time with me, Kathy. And I hope we can do this again because there's oh so much to talk about related to organizing. <laughs> I know. As I read your articles, we'll come back in another few months and hone in on something that yeah, that you're awesome. talking about. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And yeah, as you as you continue to move through your world and have other ideas, and please keep sharing. The world needs you. I hope this topic has challenged you in thinking differently as you strive to grow from success to world class. Please follow this podcast, share it with your friends. And follow me and Unity Consulting on all social platforms, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, and our websites, unityconsultingllc.com and kathyrotes.com. Just make sure to spell my name right. I look forward to connecting with you next time to challenge your habits so that you are more efficient and fully empowered.